So yeah, I heard you're the most interesting man in the world. All right. <laughs> no, no, he's just a really cool. Like I, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, no. I, I met really. I'm sorry, I met really cool people. We're boosting. Sometimes you're just a really cool guy. You know, you don't have to be sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I met this guy. I know, no, you really are. I met this guy. I heard his voice, and yeah. I was like, wow, he has like a radio voice. Yeah. And then I started talking to him, and I was like, this guy's actually really, really cool. So I was like, why not? It was cool. Yeah, we met at, when I was working door. So I nice. Come up a long way from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. So you want to tell them a little bit about yourself, real quick? So um, just so I'm a new scout. Uh, my parents got divorced, and I was like, All right, you don't have to go there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm down. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, we don't yeah, have man. to. No, uh, no, dude. Anything you want to say <laughs> about yourself? I'm comfortable with talking about that. Yeah, if, if you want to, anyone can like relate to or whatever. Yeah, dude. My parents got divorced, and I was like super little. Um, I'm an Eagle Scout of the camp, hunt and fish. Um, I also like, you know, like the finer things in life. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm a bartender right now. I'm also a peer mentor at the College of Science. Nice. Um, what else do I do? I, I manage in my mom's website for her, her architecture. So that's kind of. Oh, that's that's do you, did you like, do you like code the website or like, no. how did you make it or it's, like, did uh, you design it? Yeah. Yeah, like it's like a website that you go to make websites. This is like what? Go, oh, yeah. With GoDaddy or what? Like Squarespace or something like that. I think we got the URL from GoDaddy. Okay. And it was like uh, just some random website. It's like designer. Wix or something. Yeah, like Wix. Wix. Yeah, yeah, oh, Wix. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. And, and what's your name for the audience? Austin. We'll just go with Austin. Austin okay. Warren. Okay. Austin, Austin Warren. Okay, sounds good. So, so why do y'all do this? Like, what is? So why do we do this? Well, first. Introduce yourself to. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 it's Ivan. Like I'm here, yeah, every week. <laughs> I'm Ricky. I'm Austin. Awesome. And, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, we have to decide. So how do we can call me Alex? We'll go. I mean, you call me. You call me William. My first name is William. Just okay. call me Will. Oh wait, your first name is Will. Yeah. So you're William Will. Austin Warren. Oh okay. Hmm. All right. Make me growl during this. So. Okay, so you're you're Wa. Yeah, Wa. No. Okay, so um. You asked why I do this, uh, yeah. basically because um, I realized that like freshman year, um, I've met so many like just really cool, interesting, diverse people. You know, we have people that start businesses, people that have had some of the most interesting experiences, people who speak seven different languages, people who live cross culturally, and you know, I realize these people live such distinct lives, and I always feel super inspired when I talk to them. You know, to learn more about myself, learn more about the culture around me. You know, start a business, make money, or whatever. And I realized that these people are super busy and one of the best ways for me to be able to help them spread their voice and also inspire other people to become better or just any kind of inspiration is to have them on a podcast. And so ever since then, I was like, let me just make a podcast. You know, I met you. You're someone who's really cool. Appreciate that. You too. Thank you very much. (laughs) And so I was all like, you know, let's just have them on a podcast. And ever since then, um, we've just been taking that and just running with it. Like, we just podcast. We just pod. Expanding just the, podded, the consciousness of our community, man. And putting it all together in one place for you to listen. <laughs> so, so does this podcast mean anything? Like, like is that like a, an actual term? Is it like, what is, where did that like come from? You know what I'm saying? The term podcast? Yeah. I, I think it's because they were on iPods, but, uh, no way. Yeah. It's because they was on iPods. And so like they made podcasts originally that were only on iTunes and they were just called podcasts at first, but then like it expanded yes. because like people would just post them on YouTube or whatever. It didn't, didn't have to be that. on iTunes on an iPod. Yeah, and it's because iPods were like the biggest thing at the time. And I, I forgot what what time period this was, maybe like oh eight or something like that. But like, uh, and then it expanded. Like everything got called a podcast. Joe Rogan started one that just he just posted YouTube, but he still called it a podcast. And like it's just you know. So now it's just coined like band aids. Yes. Yeah, like band aids and clean. No, that that makes a lot of sense though because I mean like you're casting. To pods, iPods. You're casting right. to iPods. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, because oh, I didn't. I didn't realize yeah, that. and I think it still. I think it still works because, like, in a way, like the you know, everyone's phone is still like a pod. It's like their pod for like interacting with the world and stuff. And you're casting to their phone. We're also kind of in a pod. If you think about it to record. To record. And, yeah, and we're, we're in this. The universe is yeah. a pod. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Um. All right. So, Austin. Or will Austin? Yeah. How uh, how how do you go from being a doorman to being a manager slash bartender in four weeks? Hard work, (laughs) dedication. And it's 
And so, so I live six and a half hours south of here, and it's a lot of about right place, right time. There was a position open. Um, they needed a manager, and uh, I, I was just putting in that, that effort. I like to think, you know, I also had a great recommendation from the general manager. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we, we had lab together. That's kind of how I found out about the job. And so mm. she said, hey, this is your guy. Um, and, and I was driving six and a half hours just to go to bar training and then staying and then driving back home because my dad lives up here. So I stay with him and then go back home and then pack more and then come back up and pack yeah. more just just so I can meet those things. So I came to fill out the paperwork and came back for bar training and then I came and ended my my, my break early so I could just be at bar training and, and just live up here and, and get started, right? And so just giving my alls early, like all the time, they just said, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what's up? Yeah, dude, you're a hard worker. No, I like like, it, dude. He's also a super charismatic guy, like obviously. So <laughs> y'all too, bro. Yeah, so like, have to be right. Oh yeah, <laughs> y'all especially. Bro. Yeah, especially when people listen to us. But so, do you enjoy being a manager? Yeah, um, I, I find myself just just fitting in really, really well to to leadership positions. Uh, I was in, I'm an Eagle Scout, so um, throughout the course of Boy Scouts, I was we we had to move patrols, and we can <clears throat> I mean not patrols, troops. I'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but I was SPL, which is like the top dog, senior patrol leader for uh, two years. And that's an elected position, and we would rotate that every six months. But, like, stuff happened where, like, I had to be – and normally there's, like, two terms, like, a year. <clears throat> it's kind of like the cap for somebody. But because we did move to another patrol, I got that mm-hmm. that position again. And we weren't exactly, like, on time with that six months. Like, sometimes it would be eight, and so that's kind of how it got to that two-year point. Um, but we did move troops. My my scoutmaster passed away on a training hike um, to go to Philmont Scout Ranch, which is a high adventure camp. But it's so hot in the valley that he ended up getting heat stroke. And, and this is the Texas Valley, right? Yeah, Texas Valley. So we're talking McAllen, Mission area. Yeah. Because um, I remember the first time I came to A&M, a lot of people were like, yeah, I'm from the valley. And I'm like, oh, wow, we have a lot of people from California. Like, I always thought the oh, valley to be out in California. Wait, yeah. where is the valley? <laughs> so like, we're thinking like like Texas, like if it's like, like right, like I don't even yeah. know how to make Texas, but it's like a little thingy, yeah. and it's like <laughs> little wings, and then it comes uh-huh. down to a point. That was a terrible Texas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. But like at the point, like yeah. so, oh, at the like bottom, the bottom? like like yeah. like Uvalde, kind like Brownsville, of, yeah, 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 Brownsville, exactly. okay, exactly. okay. Hmm. So so on so the, the Rio Grande Valley, right? The Rio, <laughs> okay, where the ruby okay, reds okay, come okay. from, and the Rio reds come from. Oh, like, very cool. Root. Yeah, because I heard like down there, it's it's I heard it's really pretty, and that y'all have like amazing birds or something. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, snowbirds as we call them, <laughs> and those are the people. They come down to see our uh, no, migratory what? birds. Oh, yeah, they, they yeah, yeah. come down to see the migratory birds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we have a lot of, like, uh, we call them snowbirds because, you know, they they're kind of migrate. They're not the hot part. Yeah, they're, 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 they're bird watchers. Yeah, the bird watchers and the snowbirds. And so they come down and they, they got all their gear out. They <laughs> yeah. got some set up telescopes and they're taking pictures. They got all this high-tech stuff. Wow. Um, That's kind of cool. cool. We got a lot of green jays. Uh, um, we don't have any like blue jays or anything. We got like a lot of cardinals and a lot of just a lot of migratory. Birds. Wait, green? I've never heard of it. Like it's like a blue jay, but green. Yeah, so it's like a blue head, and, like an avocado body with like a yellow belly. Wow, mm. that's interesting. Like, do you know heard. a lot about animals? Like I'm sure with Boy Scouts you had to learn uh, a bit. But... Yeah, you know, I know, I know a good amount. I'm also a bio major. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, so I know, I know a little bit more about like how they work and stuff. Um, I'm not not the smartest guy when it comes to like bio and stuff, but I could definitely have a conversation about it. So, so going a little bit more, which is your, because I know bio is such a diverse field. Right. I, and I, which, which one do you tend to prefer? Like bio, like you like the microbiology, like um, things like that? Or? I like, I like, like the bigger stuff. Bigger so stuff. like ecology mm-hmm. more is, and, and I should like microbio more because I'm pre-med. Um, but. <laughs> Gotta learn yeah. those proteins. <laughs> so like you have a, I'm sure a huge appreciation for nature and, and yeah, my, my childhood hero growing up, because I couldn't pick mom or dad, especially because, like, they, you know, they were divorced, so, like, I don't want to hurt either one's feelings, but Steve Irwin. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's oh, my Steve guy. Steve a badass, yeah. He's my guy. Crikey. I, I, I love him so much. I follow, like, his whole family on, on Twitter. That's, that's, that's great. Yeah. That's not his family is still, like, super dope. Like, the, his they, son they is, They were like, just saving koalas. Really? Like, in the, on Australia, they were Oh, wow. Guys. Wow. Yeah, the thing is, the conservatives in Australia—they're trying to like chop down all the trees and stuff, and like just clear out stuff for like all the landowners, and it's like kind of gross and like kind of not cool. Well, they're killing all the wildlife there too when they well, do yeah. that, and so it's like koalas can't exactly live in a field. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard if you just eat eucalyptus, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you chop down all the 
have food for space. Yeah, you know, Australia is very unique in like their in their wildlife. They, they have oh, so yeah. many like the marsupials are, are so distinct to them. We have one marsupial here, which is the, the possum. Right, that's, that's oh wow, Northern, that's a marsupial. Yeah, it's North America's only native marsupial. So don't don't kill him. <laughs> yeah, don't be hating on possums. I feel like possums are kind of chill. Like I I've like seen one like on the other side of like my fence in my backyard, and it literally just like something was like, oh sorry man, and <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like, out, like yeah, they, they see a light and just run away. Like they're yeah, they just but they're kind of funny because they'll like go for trash and stuff. And like I I was at. Uh, someone's house one time and literally a possum like dragged this trash bag like like a few feet out into the yard but um i i don't really know that much about nature myself either but i just really like it like i like watching planet earth and stuff wait wait can i ask you but does anyone know if it's possum or opossum it's possible it's possible yeah. so yeah. where does opossum yeah. come from you know the spelling it's, it's yeah like it's spelled opossum it's o-p-p-o-s-s-u-m yes please don't quote me oh it's that. spelled yeah. opossum but you just say possum yes, yes. yeah I, I the o is silent no way. You, you know, like, pterodactyl has a P, it's not, but yeah. it's a sound. Yeah, it's like that. I never think of that. Yeah, it's, o- <laughs> it's O-P-O-S-S-U-M. Oh, I had an extra P in there. Dang it. And that's on camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. good. It's, it's all good. good. We make mistakes. You got the O, time. though. That's the important part. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> See, I did, I, I've never... Okay, so, like, I'm, I come from the realm of linguistics, and I don't think I've ever seen another word with a silent O in English. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Because that's just weird. Yeah, that's that's definitely. It is kind of odd. Silent letters in in general are just weird. Like, why why are they there? Why do they exist? I think people who name discoveries after themselves are a little 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 selfish. Like, mm. Think of a better name, man. Come on. <laughs> Can you give an example? <laughs> like I don't know, like Lipschitz. What? Like Lipschitz. Well, no, we don't. Do do we know he named it? Maybe some other guy named it after him. I mean, maybe, okay, but um, I don't know, like, just, you know, Newton's Laws, you know, like, I don't know, like, I feel like... Well, they're, they're only called Newton's Laws because he discovered it. He didn't yeah, name it but I himself. want him to name name it, like, the laws of gravity and force. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know if, one, if Tesla made the Tesla coil, and two, if he's the one who called it the Tesla coil? I have no idea. I guess we don't really know who called it what after they after they're dead. Yeah. Like I mean, unless they specifically recorded, like I decided today in my morning coffee that it will be called the Tesla coil. I mean, even if they did, a lot of his like writings or findings and research and stuff was just like kind of like taken by the government, and they just kind of like probably used it for a lot of stuff, and like we didn't like appreciate or recognize him for like a long. Oh time. yeah, well that's the problem with like keeping knowledge like confined to like only an elite group like oh only we deserve to know it well then like you lose out on all these people that could have been thinking about it this whole time and like solving problems and using that knowledge yeah, for knowledge like, just yeah, better thing that's, like, that's the, that's the only the reason thing. we know about edison is because he was a better businessman mm-hmm. yeah well he also stole everything i mean <laughs> didn't he make he made like he made he made a couple things right he made a couple things but he stole a lot of things yeah, oh yeah for sure yeah um, he was in the business of invention no yeah um oh man i had a question for you also but i completely forgot I, i've never heard of any of these <laughs> like what? edison or is that what we're talking about the edison, edison and tesla. tesla and edison were both like alive around the same time doing stuff but like right. edison came up with like dc power which is basically like anything that runs on a battery is dc okay, and then uh tesla came up with ac power which is like any outlet is ac and the main re- difference is, like, AC power, you could actually deliver over a super long distance. Mm-hmm. Like, Edison's, like, DC power, if we had everything running on that, you would have to have transformers every, like, few miles, like, every, like, two miles or something. Yeah. But because, like, Tesla came up with AC, just, uh, I I won't, like, explain, like, exactly why, but, it's like... It's alternating current, right? It's alternating yeah. current. So it's, like, it has a graph to it. So it's, like, a sine graph of, like, what the current so, is and what the voltage is. And it, for whatever reason, is, is able to transmit across a line really easily because, like, the way that, like, AC power interacts with wires and as if they're a resistor, like, lends itself to, like, allowing your signal to be delivered a lot better than just, like, a, like direct current. is more kind of like you're brute forcing, like you're trying to push. And it's a lot harder to do that gotcha. than to kind of just, like, go with, like, how the... Go with the which, flow. Go with the flow. Of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, wait, have you never taken, like, an electronics course or anything I mean, like I that? took, like, physics. Um, right. But in the valley and over the summer... And you yeah, know, you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I was, I mean, I was I, I'm electrical engineering, and I don't even get it that well. I so took, yeah, I took physics two A at San Jack for a reason. 
I, I took two oh eight here, and that was a mistake. Yeah, no, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, I knew I had to stay far away from A and M for two oh eight, man. Yeah, that's it's scary. Well, I was like, well, you know, I'm electrical, so like that'd be a good idea, right? Nah, nah, don't do it. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's just it's like a weed out it's, class. It's unnecessarily hard. It's made unnecessarily hard, hard yeah. and it's disgusting because it's no longer about actually learning about it or like getting knowledge it's just about like do you know accordingly like can you study these this little yeah. formula yeah. and spit if, it out if you have this magnetic field this electric field what's going to happen when you have a wire with this thickness what kind of current is going to be going this way and there's like all this stuff that you're trying to keep track of and like one thing i like about electricity is there's kind of like universal laws that govern everything but once you start getting into like the the minutia of like the way that the electrons are interacting with each other, that's when I kind of start to check out because yeah. I like I don't really like the analog. Analog is kind of like what the actual electrons are doing, but I go more on like the digital side where you're just kind of like assuming like okay, look, if it's this high, it's a one; if it's this low, it's a zero, and we're gonna do everything based on that. And so I really appreciate that. But uh, so you've talked a lot about like, or you mentioned like that you like liked being a leader. You you think you're pretty capable about being a leader and stuff, right? So like. What? I, I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm just like you're good. A that, was just, that was just such a good transition. <laughs> I, I, I had it in mind because I also didn't have anything else to say after this. But uh, so one thing about being a leader, I feel like, is being able to kind of like maintain your composure and be calm and, and be able to kind of relax and and take things in stride. So like, what are your kind of your strategies for doing that? I try not to take everything as as surface as things are, and and. And on that same token, I try not to take everything as deep as, as, as sometimes you want to take things when you're just in the heat of battle. You just you just you just want to think that sometimes like everyone's against you. And like some points when like things are just coming at you, and you're trying to manage a group, just this, this collective because you have so many different ideas and, and different ways that people go about things. So so when I am leading and I am in those positions, I try my best to just take a step back and go, what did they really want to accomplish? I try to set goals so so i look at like what's the worst case scenario and what's the best and i hope for the best and expect the worst so i prepare myself for the worst thing that they could that they could do um or or the worst intention that they could have um but i'm hoping for that best intention and, and i found that that strategy came to me when when i was in arguments as a, as a kid with, with my parents right um, where a lot of times things are just miscommunicated so a lot of times your parents would be like oh why'd you do this and they're getting after you but if you just stop and take a minute, you, you ask your parents, do you think I did that because I hate you? Do you think I, I, I washed your, your clothes with bleach because I hate you? Or do you think I was trying to help you out and I made a mistake? And, and your efforts miscommunicated there. So a lot of times I just take that approach to what did you mean by this? And I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to just fresh. I don't think anything of it. Or people will ask me, hey, what do you think about this? I don't think anything. I don't have enough information to have an opinion. Um, you came and tell me he said, she said, he said, she said this, right? But then let me go to them and be like, hey, um, what happened? I'm not going to tell you what, what I've heard. I'm just going to go, hey, uh, what happened? You know, give, give me your spiel on it. Because yeah. it might be totally different from well, right. what's Everyone has their own. They pass the story through their ego. Like through their, oh, this is my account. And they're going to remember themselves in a better light. Just even yeah. even and if it's not consciously. You know? And, and we, we always are. Because yeah. we, we don't want to see ourselves as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And so... So as a leader, it's, it's your job to put those pieces together and then not only try to resolve a conflict, but try to resolve between two people, but an internal conflict where, where, where you're not interpreting something right. Or, mm-hmm. or if you look a different way, maybe it's because that person has trouble looking at people in the eyes and it's not because they're, they're trying to be rude to you yeah. or misconstrue that or, or maybe they have ADHD, right? Like, mm-hmm. like myself. Um, and so you're just moving so fast that, that it's hard to stay focused on like one topic for for a super, super long time unless you're really trying. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like, I'm sure that must have been really difficult being, like, so young and having to be kind of, like, the adult in that kind of situation. Like, do you ever feel like maybe you're kind of glad that that happened since it probably made you much more prepared to kind of do that when you kind of went out into the world on your own? 100%. 100%. You know, I've been put in a lot of different, like, scenarios that have just been pretty uh, painstaking where you just have to, you got to make decisions quick and they got to be the right ones. Um, and a lot of life or death scenarios just kind of with camping and, you know, like a simple camp out can, can turn on to where, where you're, where you, you know, like your, your youngest patrol, which like you're helping out. And this, this happened, um, the, the hose caught fire, um, the propane. So it was just like spewing fire, like, like a, Shit. like a flamethrower. And I, I don't know exactly how it worked out. Are you all carrying like 
<clears throat> oh, sorry. Um, like, but, like, why do you have to tank of propane? Out? So it was like, a tank of propane for to, to cook with. Okay. Right? Okay. Right. And uh-huh. I probably should clear that up. But so you have a hose that runs from your propane tank. Um, or actually, we, we put these trees on them, right? And we call them trees, and it's a long, like, pipe. Mm-hmm. And that pipe goes up and connects a lantern that's on top of mm-hmm. that and has, like, like bags that you, like, light. I don't know. It's kind of Oh, I, I've, I've used those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it gives you, like, light. And I had like, such an issue trying to do that because I went to Colorado and I stayed at this uh, I was trying Mountain, and we were literally, I was trying to light dead bags for, yeah. like, an hour. <laughs> yeah, you, you got dead ones. They don't work. And, yeah. And, you know, those are actually, like, a little, like, radioactive. You put like a Geiger meter to them, like they like it goes off. But you put it next to your phone and it doesn't go off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, like don't well, have those next to your head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, like radiation, you can you can handle like a pretty good a little amount. Bit, yeah. You yeah, know, like like as long as it's not like. But it was like the the. I was like, how come don't make that noise? How long you're exposed to that? Well, another thing to think about is your phone. Technically, like the kind of radiation that your phone is giving off is it the same as like like some radiation is like in the form of particles, like in the form of like like shooting out neutrons or shooting out like basically like hydrogen atoms or helium atoms, but like they kind of like they might not have electrons and stuff. But uh, your phone is like communicating with towers through electromagnetic waves. We actually talked mm-hmm. about this when we did the, an episode on 5G. And so it's, it's like, literally, the the antenna is, like, catching signals, but they're being delivered through, like, photons. And that's basically the same, like, way that light travels. Because it, it is light. It is light. It's, it's, it's just yeah. a different frequency of light. And and so like your your phone's just not gonna. People got so scared about phones like from the get go, of course. And, okay. Just because yeah, like, it's like a thing you, know, you put it next to your head thing. all the time, and yeah. you're like this like magical thing that's next to my head has to like be doing something to like kind of like. So you turned. Sorry. Oh wait, no, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. I was gonna say. Tangents. So you turned yeah, a propane tank into a flamethrower. Right. And so so these kids, you know, they're they're trying to get everything set up and. And we teach them, you know, we don't just go like, oh, go light that on fire, right? <laughs> we're, we're like, this is kind of more or less how you should do it. And, mm-hmm. and this is more how you should do it, not less. And they went with a little bit less and, and it caught fire. And they all take off running. Um, but the only thing that's going through my head is, hey, like, if I let this go on for any <laughs> longer, there's a chance that, boom, right? Yeah. Yeah. right? And I, I don't know the logistics. Maybe there's some fail safe in there. But all I knew is this is going to go boom if I don't do anything about oh, yeah. it. Um, and so, so I ran towards it cause I'm seeing it, you know, for maybe 10 yards away, this thing's on fire. I mean, I got kids running all behind and they're hiding behind trees and like trying to <laughs> yeah. look like, look like they're playing paintball, right? Like, <laughs> trying to get behind something and I'm like, oh my God, there's this other patrol cooking right next to him that has no idea what's going on. So I just dashed to it and like out of, out of like a scene from a movie, I got on top of that propane tank cause the fire is like back over here. I'm on top of this propane tank just in case something happens that way I can like reduce damage and I'm yeah. just there like wow. screwing it. Just, wow! Just trying to, because in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm immortal. <laughs> we all think that, you know. Yeah. Um, we're obviously not. Um, but I was like, but in that moment, I'll survive. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, you closed it. Closed it, and then there's fire. Shoot, just yeah. just well, in that moment, you prioritized, like, okay, like the something kid, the needs kids to be over, done. Yeah. Right. And and it was kind of like in that moment later on when I was when I was just kind of breaking down what happened because it was just all reaction it really was just fast. go 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 it wasn't yeah. mm-hmm. i learned two things i learned that i was a, a person that, that doesn't look at something and, and freak out i was uh just I, i'll freak out afterwards like yeah. oh my god you guys <laughs> i was done yeah. i hate you guys <laughs> yeah um and and that that i could be a, a really really effective leader that that i was someone that put other people before myself mm-hmm. um so that brought up a couple things right that that that's good um also hey you you also should probably be taking care of yourself too um and that you know, kind of played out a little bit later in my life. Um, that's something that's, I feel like it's really easy to forget about since like, you know, being later, you think like, okay, like I should be like trying to prioritize other people and like this stuff needs to get done. And it's really easy to kind of forget about, about yourself. yourself in that, in that <laughs> way, especially if you're a good leader. And so like, I, I definitely think that like, um, you do have to kind of have that mindfulness also with like, kind of like accepting mistakes too. Like sometimes you have to accept that things aren't going to work out the right yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, maybe, you could have done something, maybe explained in a different way, and the kids wouldn't have done the thing that made the thing catch on fire. But, like, it's too late for that. And all we can do is move forward. Well, yelling at you about it when it's on fire doesn't do me any good. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's, let's, let's address that problem real quick, which we did. And then kind of like, hey, guys, um, someone could have really got hurt or, or worse yeah. with this scenario. 
So let's let we're going to go through this ten times each of you, so this never happens yeah. again. Yeah. So this never, and then that's it. You can complain about it, but if you would have done it right the first time, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. So I'm not mad at you because um, that doesn't do anyone any good, oh, yeah. and it just kind of turns you off from wanting to learn, and and it may scare you away from from scouts, and you may quit. But what we can do is, is take this learning experience, and then in the future, when y'all are leaders, when y'all are teaching, because that's what Boy Scouts is, it's a, it's a, it's a youth leadership program, and, and now it's a male and female, so it's just scouts. But that's what scouts is. It, it's a, it's a, a youth leadership program. So everyone's going to be a leader, so now y'all are learning uh, how you should probably teach it. And maybe that's on me, because if you did it wrong, I did something wrong. Yeah. you got to be coachable, too, though. That's, what, yeah. like, that's mm-hmm. something like I learned playing like football in high school, is just like, just be like it's okay to make the wrong thing like once, but like after that, okay, it's learn learning. it and do better like every single time again. Like never make that mistake again. Like, the effort has to go both ways. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, just leadership wise, who are some of your favorite leaders? People that you've looked up to and maybe learned the most from. You know, my, my parents. Like, yeah. if I'm being honest, um, I, I just kind of look at what they do, and I just and I and I just go for it. Um, when I see things. Um, like just being leaders of the family because they were each having to take on that role is is mom dad or dad mom um, in the in that early form of the stage of childhood because my parents got divorced and I was just a puppy and um, <laughs> and so just seeing that the way that they led our households and, and their different styles of leading because they're very different you know probably reason they got divorced right um, but both very very um, distinctive types of leaders and, and my mom owns her own business and and my dad was a federal agent. Um, Office of Homeland Security, right now, wow. Department of Homeland Security Officer for Inspector General. Wow, Assistant Special Agent in charge. <laughs> that's internal. That, also that is, internal affairs. That yeah. is incredible. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's quite that's a quite a title. Yeah, yeah. He, would, he would arrest corrupt federal agents. So guys that were doing bad things, bad cops. Mm-hmm. My dad was that guy that would go and say, so "Hey, the don't do that." Yeah, he's yeah. Legal. Kind of wow. Cars. And so coming from that, how did you get into like pre med and biology? Um. So, so initially the way it started is, is I never met either of my grandfathers. Um, they both, they both died before I was born. Um, now my mom's father, he, he died from, I think it was a brain aneurysm, which, which is what eventually killed him. Um, but he had a motorcycle accident and then one day he just had an aneurysm. Um, eventually like he just kind of led up to that. And then he was brain dead for, for three months before oh, he wow. disconnected from life support. Mm. Um, and there's a whole story, you know, behind like all of that. But I said, I never want another kid to go through this. Um, so I started, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a doctor, right, as a little kid. And then in fourth grade, I said, you know, I'm going to be a surgeon. I learned a little bit more about what, that you need a surgeon to go in and fix aneurysms and stuff. Because um, it's, it's, like it's like a balloon in, your, in the vein, in your brain. And you just kind of like shoot, get rid of it. Or like you strengthen that, that well, I'm not exactly like 100% sure um, how it all, all works. Yeah. So, yeah, but, okay. but I wanted to, to be able to do something about it, and then um, I got to, to college, and I met one of my one of my best friends here. His name is Bobby Dow. Bobby and, Dow. Uh, shout wanted, out to Bobby Dow. Yeah, shout out to Bobby Dow. He wanted <laughs> to be a, uh, an orthopedic surgeon. I, got and you. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Um, and that's like with bones and stuff. And I watched a couple surgeries, um, orthopedic surgeries, and uh, and I was like, <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> I was like, yo, that might be the pathway for me. And so I've kind of switched to wanting to do orthopedic surgery. I'm still open to a lot of stuff like I'm really business savvy so I'm taking a gap year um, after my undergrad before I go to med school mm-hmm. so are you going to school here yeah I'm a junior okay cool cool um, so yeah I'm, I'm taking a gap year so that way I can just kind of figure out if I because med school is a big commitment yeah. um, and I'm definitely down for it I just want to make sure that I'm down for it yeah so, and, and it's definitely something that at least from what I understand like you kind of start to go over some of the things that maybe you learned from as part of your pre-med uh like prerequisites and stuff like yeah. you kind of go over the same things in medical school so it's not like a huge deal to like take some time out it's like not. it's not like you're gonna like just forget and like you're gonna be like fucked for like starting up starting yeah. up again you won't and, and most of your prereqs for for med school that you that you take on here like your inorganic organic biochem oh yeah biology that's all just to get you into med school that's just your your preparatory for the mcat that's yeah what that is the physics and math and that's just to get you there. And then once you get to med school, from what I understand, it's a lot of reading yeah. and learning about the body. It's not so much like, hey, like, Super this, this interacts with this, right, your balanced equation, you know. 
I mean, if you're going into that, then, then yeah, it's it's a lot of that. And and if you're going into like biochemistry for, for pharmaceuticals, then yeah, but that's not necessarily med school. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot med school, like psychiatry. So you have to mm-hmm. understand how those 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 chemicals that you're introducing to people's bodies, mm-hmm. you know, react with their brain and kind of balance out. So then yeah, you might need that. Well, um, such a broad spectrum mm-hmm. of information, right? Because yeah, it's, it's, it's all just medical. Work. Like yeah, there's so much stuff in the body happening. In yeah. yeah, but once you get to medical school, you specialize, and so you may not need certain certain aspects or of this or that. Um, but yeah, you, you can take a break and, and there's nothing wrong with taking a break. Absolutely not. Even if you're in the middle of school, there's nothing wrong with taking a break. You know, I advise everyone to, to come back just so you can finish and, and get that piece of paper that says, Hey, I'm trainable. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's just interesting. Um, I also think there's something to like being able to start working and develop that independence. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something that I like, I thought about, like, of course, like I'm, I'm going to graduate and probably work in my field for my major, but like, uh, what I want to do, like I'm in electrical engineering and I'm looking at a lot of stuff for implementation about like computer processors and stuff. But what I want to do is eventually try to do like computer processor design, like designing the system. But that's like such a high level that I would need to get a master's degree for that. And I've thought about like just jumping straight into master's after I finish here, but I kind of do just want to get out and start working and at least start yeah. to, like kind of like, you know, uh, become independent and, and spend some time by myself. Like I can, I can always get to that, you know, and, and like learn more, but like for now, like I've spent four years in school. Like it's, it, I think it's okay. Yeah. And plus even then some, some like companies will pay for your master's That's program. something that I'm hoping for. So yeah, just get out there and maybe work and maybe something happens. Maybe. Yeah. You can always come back to school and do your two years in the master's program. And a great example of that, of that is my father. He's getting his master's um, at, online. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, he didn't graduate with the best GPA, but right now he has a 4.0 oh, nice. um, yeah. in his master's program. And he is 62 as of January 9th. Wow. Oh, wow. oh that's so, pretty recent. Though. Yeah. yeah. So, so he he just said, I'm going to do this. I'm going I'm to prove something to myself. And maybe I get a job in this field. It's an emergency management because, you know, the federal agent. Yeah, just kind of, <laughs> kind of all in that, that same yeah. area. Yeah, oh, that's very cool. Wow. So, but you're not always going to be 21 or 22 years old. And, and, and learning able, gets harder. And be able to grind, right? And in yeah. your field, you learn so much that that's, that's irreplaceable. You just you just have so much opportunity to, to learn and, and, be, and be poked at and be able to take it in such a good way because you're like, yeah, I guess I am just a stupid kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But if you're later on, you're like, no, I have a master's degree. And you may not have that attitude, uh, right, necessarily, but you may want a little more respect. But just because you're just getting introduced and you don't really know what's going on, it, it may be kind of like a struggle. You be a so, more prepared. So, so you eliminate those 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 problems and you, you pick up other problems that are going to come along, right? Um, like not wanting to go back to school. Um, yeah, so like my dad also, my dad did a master's like later on, uh, right. like he's like a, an Air Force guy, but he ended up doing a master's and he got a, uh, his, the, the master's of business administration MBA. Yeah. Um, and like he, he's talked about like, it's, it's, it's tough because like, uh, at this age, like we can kind of like soak up stuff pretty easily, you know, your brain is pretty malleable, but when you get older, like your, your brain is, is gets more like kind of hard headed, like <clears> it's harder to like take in new stuff. So the fact that you're, you're, yeah, your dad, like at that age is learning more and like, you know, doing that, that's that's really impressive. That's awesome. Yeah, I believe what it's called is plasticity. Oh, yeah. Your brain's plasticity decreases as you get older, and so mm. you can't really learn as much. But, you know, that's absolutely great. Like, at 62. I've yeah, definitely noticed good. that. I, mean, I was going to say, my parents, like, they just don't want to learn anything new anymore. Like, they're just mm. not, like, like I'll send them something, and they just, like, won't even, like, look at it. I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, okay, guys, <laughs> have fun. Well, yeah. There's a lot more than just that, too, because, I mean, like, once you're working, you know, you get tired. It, you go. You come home at like I don't know, like maybe five or whatever. And you're just like, I just kind of want to eat and sleep, and yeah, just kind of want to relax. And, yeah, instead of like actually trying to like put in the the energy it requires to actually learn something new. I mean, even now, I still have a hard time with that. Like, I, I get home from school and I'm just like, I like, I I've kind of realized in myself and have to. I think you kind of have to learn a little bit about yourself to figure out what way that works best for you to actually be able to get work done. Like, yeah. like I know that if I once I go home, I'm pretty much done for the night. And so I try to, like, come to school and, like, get my schedule to be where, like, I'm at full days at school where I'm doing the stuff that I need to do. And then I go home and, and then, then I just relax. Yeah, because I know that, that – and also it gives me time to do the other stuff that I want to do at home. And, like, and I, you can still, like, exercise your brain in, in different ways, you know, like, so. Yeah, because I remember one of the – I think I told my sister, like, the, the first time I left the dorms, so, like, I got an apartment sophomore mm-hmm. year. 
and my sister, me and my sister were just talking about it, and I was like, the worst thing is coming home and then just having to cook for yourself after a really long day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, no, yeah. it's just once once you're home, you just want to relax, like mm-hmm. take it easy. But no, it's it's very important that we just you know keep just reading and just yeah. learning about different things. I've started to get a little bit of an appreciation for cooking. Just just a little. Cooking's fun. It, it's a little fun. Cooking's creative. You cooking, definitely cooking's a creative. Well, you're you're des- like real like chefs. Like they design like they know what flavors your tongue is going to yeah. taste, and like yeah. they, they know like the feeling that they're going to make. Have y'all ever like, seen that? Uh, that 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 that. Yeah. Y'all seen Ratatouille, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, where Remy like gets the cheese and then he eats the strawberry. Yeah. There's ah, yeah. 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 What's what's the brother's name? That rat, the brown one. Oh, oh. No, I, yeah, I don't. the gray one, Remy. <laughs> yes, but I can never remember his brother's name. I, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I can look it up. Worth quickly. looking up for sure. I don't know, but but I, I always think it's funny that people think that Remy's name is Ratatouille. Yeah. Oh yeah. Remy. No, no. no. Was Ratatouille even spoken in that movie? S- spoken? Like, like the like, word Ratatouille was? No, that yeah, it's, it's the dish that they made. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for, for Ugo. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then oh my gosh, I love the memes of like like him like tasting that, and then it like cuts to him like when he's like seven years old like, yeah. i saw one recently that's like the old version of him and it's like the new star wars battlefront 2 and then the, the young version of him is like the old 2005 star wars battlefront 2 oh my god yeah it reminds he reminds me of goob from meet the rhombuses yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. very similar mm-hmm. designs i mean mm-hmm. from like replaying them in my mind not like, looking like, like them yeah well also the same kind of concept of like this outer shield yeah it's very intimidating well, the group is not intimidating, but, you know, like, this this outer shield and then the, the child that's inside of them. Hmm. Wait, is he, is it Django? Django. 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 Oh, no, Django. Peter. 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 Peter, yeah. Peter. As Emil. No, his name is Emil. Emil, yeah. Emil. It's, ah. it's played by Peter, and it's Remy's gluttonous older brother. Ah. Oh, Will Arnett was in it. I didn't know that. Hmm. It's, it's Emil. You know, it was a really good movie. What? Hateful Eight. I haven't seen it. Oh. That's my. the, that's... Like, Is that with Chris Pratt? It's like the yeah, like the like it's a Tarantino film, right? yeah, yeah. It's um like uh Samuel Jackson, I think Chris Pratt too. Denzel Washington. I, I know no. there's like the the Hateful Eight, and then there's like the Magnificent Seven or something. Or there's like, I mean, and it's not Quentin Tarantino, but there's like another one that's also like a Wild West kind of thing. Yeah, I'm I not sure, remember. but it's the Hateful. It's kind of like I don't know. You guys haven't seen it? It's on Netflix. It's actually really. Like good I said, movie. I'm not a big movie guy. I'll, I'll watch it tonight. <laughs> watch it yeah. It's really good. It's yeah, like something I'm, I'm gonna put on my list. It's like um, it's Super like a tonight, it's like a murder mystery kind of like, mm. like, well, it's hard to explain. You need to just watch it. Uh, right. I really like westerns. Have you guys do you ever uh, watch yeah. like westerns? For stuff? sure. For do you sure. Uh, know what Young Guns is? Oh, it's like Billy I haven't seen Kid. a lot of them. Okay, yeah. No, my dad used to like all he would watch is like old western <laughs> movies and like yeah. you know all the old um, what's his face. Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and like Fistful of Dollars. Uh, I've seen that. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, yeah that's a really good one. Clint always uh, sneaks in a, what's it called? A Super Bowl ad every year. Really? Doesn't he? He will watch, just watch this year. Okay. He's going to do it again. Okay. I wanted to ask you about your the bar that you're now managing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's like, what's like the new design tech? You know, what's the new, what's the so new like, strats? Thing? So, you know, like, I got there, and, and, and obviously, like, I'm always just kind of bursting with ideas. Yeah, so yeah. just kind of like, uh, I'm a go-getter, so, like, I, I see something, like, we can do more with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I kind of had to think, like, what's going to set me apart? And, and I kind of looked around, and, and I realized, you know what? Why don't I bring a little bit of my home here to my new home? Interesting. Um, so, the 9 by 6 the Valley, I was like, I can make. We had a Mexican candy shot, and I was like, I can make this a little bit better. Um, originally, we were putting, like, some Tabasco sauce in it. And what? In, in, inside the shooter. Oh, okay. Um, just to make it, like, spicy. Because, mm-hmm. like, Mexican food supposed to be spicy. But like, that's not at all. Like, that ain't it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to... I don't know about y'all, but I want to drink a drink and then have, like... Tabasco, tabasco sauce. Tabasco burn. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm drinking liquor, then, then, yeah, you know what? Maybe a little liquor burn is not going to be I like, yeah, not be I like cutting up with some jalapenos and throwing them in there. That's really, that's really like drink spicy. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and that might be a better way to do it versus, like, just Tabasco sauce, which sinks to the bottom and then just... Yeah. Just like no, I drink Tabasco yeah. sauce. <laughs> yeah. Like that. That ain't it. The, yeah, the liquor stings you enough. Right. And then... <laughs> And then another thing about our Mexican candy is that, like, chamoy is a really chamoy, big thing. And yeah. I get, like, a really, like, straw, like, an artificial strawberry flavor, like, in my mind from that. And so I just said, you know what? We're going to take out Tabasco. We're going to have a little, little bit of um, 
strawberry. And so like I, I modeled that one after like a, the Mexican lollipops that we get that are, it's like a slice of watermelon covered in like tahini. Yeah. Oh. And so, so I said, you know, we're going to change this up. And I sold like 40 to 50 of those on like my first night that I oh, made wow. them. And that was wow. my first night bartending. So, so what all was in it? Uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't hey, give it away. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You can't give it away. Hey, maybe off pod. Okay. <laughs> maybe off pod. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And then uh, the other night, so last night, um, you know, I had to hop up on bar for a little bit because he got really, really busy. We had a bartender go home. There's a lot of kind of like. Yeah. Just, just, just things that happen. He wasn't, he wasn't feeling well. Yeah. You know, and, um, you got to make things work. You know, shout out to him. You know, he's a trooper. Um, but, but I hopped on bar and, and so I had some, um, some, some people come in that, that knew me or they didn't know me. Like we, we, we met while I was working at, at the door. Um, but I had made him that Mexican candy shot and I said, Hey, um, you guys, you guys trust me. Well, it actually, it actually started. So this, I made a shot called the, the Choco Churro, right? The, so choco the, churro. Cho- the chocolate Churro. That's, um, that's dope. <laughs> right. And so I was like, what can I do? And so I started thinking, you know, like, what are all the flavors? And so I said, you know what? You, the, these guys, I was telling them, you know what? What if I did this and this and this? And they said, we're going to be your test subjects. <laughs> and then so this other guy said, okay, I'll be in them too. So I had to make three of them. And so I went back and I was just back, you know, mixing up all the different flavors, <laughs> shook it up. And I thought to myself, how can I make it sort of better? Um, add a little bit more, um, some stuff that wasn't necessarily liquor, you know, some trade secret stuff. Right? <laughs> and I uh, shook that up and I poured it for them and a little bit of chocolate drizzle over that. And and they loved it so much that they ordered five more. And then some other people heard about it via Snapchat because <laughs> it was so delicious to them That's that people dumb. were coming in and saying, I want that chocolate, whatever that that guy's making. And so, so they came in, those people from three to five, right? So they bought another round for five for their, for their friends yeah. and then, I had another group where I made three. Another guy said, hey, make it four. So I made four. And then they bought another round. So four to seven after that. And then some of the people came in and they said, hey, Austin, what's up? And I said, I got something for you. I made five. I made three of them and then I made five more. So it was just. So what I'm hearing um, is everyone needs to go out there and try that. How, how much is the shot? Yeah, how yeah, much yeah. is the shot? So I make it for five bucks. Oh, um, okay. I put it together. <laughs> I make Mexican candy for four. Dude, that's, that's, that's a good price. Yeah. I, I hate going to like concerts and then it's like. Oh my god! I went to um, Hard Summer. It's a music festival, and literally they were selling seventeen dollars shots. What? I'm telling you, and like my stuff that I'm gonna make y'all, if y'all, if y'all turn up is is my Mexican candy one. What what I love about that one is I'm filling your shot, your and it's a shooter. It's a four point five ounce glass, and I'm filling all the way to the top for you. So it's a nice just experience. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm giving you, I'm delivering you that that alcohol in such a pleasurable way and then i'm gonna instruct you how to take it right um i really appreciate that it's an art form yeah i'm the kind of guy i don't really enjoy beer and i don't either yeah so i gotta get creative with the way that i'm presenting my foods and and i love to cook and a lot of its presentation i don't like the way it looks i might eat because i made it yeah but like my guest i'm i'm i grew up learning how to host how to entertain how to be a great just just entertainer like host, right? I couldn't think of the third third word. To <laughs> right? I was like, oh. yeah, I already, I already yeah. didn't say and. So, yeah. so yeah, so like that, and I, I want my presentation to be the best. And, and you don't come out to a bar to drink. That's not what you. You don't go to a bar to drink. You go. You could go home and drink, right? You drink at home. You come for an experience. And when I went out to Northgate, I didn't get an experience. I, I got a bunch of drunk people and. And some slow bartenders when I went out. Not my bar. My bar's fast. You come in, <laughs> we'll get you good. I got I got great bartenders on staff, and, and they, they have great you know plethora knowledge, and which is a big reason that I applied there. Uh, um, shout out to Colton. That's the first bartender I met out there. What's the, <laughs> wait, what is the place again? Whisper Sister Shots. Whisper Sisters Shots. Shots. Okay. We're right there uh, in between El Jefe and uh, Dudley's Draw. So we don't have a sign yet. I'm working on it. I'm gonna put. Hey, a sign look at out him. There. Look oh, at yeah. him. We're getting stuff. Oh, yeah? So we will have a big old sign in the back part of Northgate. This is right over there in Northgate. Yeah, we're, okay. we're on the street, like on Northgate. Um, so come on, see us. But we have a um, we have great bartenders on staff, um, so they're fast. Um, and I'm just trying to introduce new things, and we'll, I'm working with those bartenders because they're great, 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 just service people. You yeah. know, they're there to make you have a good time. But we want to sell you not drinks. I'm not trying to sell you a drink. You can buy alcohol wherever you want. Where are you going to come back to me? Because I'm going to give you an experience, yeah. right? I take a lot of my time not saying, what if I'm your bartender? I take a lot of my time saying, what if I'm the consumer, the client, the patron? What What if I'm you? What do I want? Why am I going to come back yeah. to you? And when you do that, you go, oh, 
I get it now. You, you realize, hey, this is what I want. I don't, I don't want a drink that that just sits in my glass. I want it rimmed with with cinnamon sugar mm-hmm. and drizzled with chocolate. That, your standards kind of go up because yeah, standards it's go your own standards, right? And it makes a little bit more of a mess for your swamp guy. But you go, hey, buddy, look, we're going to sell a lot more. I'm gonna tip <laughs> you out a lot more. Yeah. Okay, we're yeah. going to work as a team so we can all make a lot of money. Um, and then you all feel like you get your money's worth, and you should get your money's no, worth because you, you, you are do. getting your money's worth. Mm-hmm. If you come through, and I don't just hit red drink, blue drink, or pink drink, right? On, on my on my register, but I have to think about what I'm giving to you. What am I serving you? What, what experience am I providing? Yeah, so I'm definitely have to try that chocolate churro. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes with really caring about your like what you're Clientele. doing in your business. And, like, do you find that it makes you enjoy it more to actually like be putting in the effort? I know some yes. people. Oh, yeah. Yes, I I don't go there and say this sucks. I may arrive and go, oh, this sucks because I just had a full day of school, right? Because I'm a yeah. full time student. Um, but I don't. Once I'm in, once I'm in there and I'm doing it, I go. I love this. I love making people smile. I, I love getting that that interaction because that that's what fuels me to go on and say, "Hey, I got to do good in school so I can keep doing this." Because if I don't do good in school, I'm not going to be able to keep this job because um, I got to prioritize. I'm here not to be a bartender. I'm here for school. Um, and so, so those things are what motivate me to do better and. And, and I love the owners too. Um, they're great people. You know, they're, they're parents first, which is which is what I love about them because that, that's how my parents were. We're, we're parents first. And yeah, we got we to gotta take care of business, but kids first. And then I really got that vibe for them. So I just really care about them and, and care about what they've got going on. And, and I see myself as a little part of that. And I, and I want to contribute as much that's as I can. can. It just trickles down. To yeah. It, and, and if I'm making... And if I'm making the bar more money, they're making more money, so they're happier. Yeah. I'm happier, so I'm getting more money. Y'all are happier because obviously y'all are coming in to spend money, um, which is what business is. But if I'm not providing you the best service, you're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that, that's what I would, people like always. I have friends that come in from out of town all the time. They're like, "Oh, you know, like we want to go down to Northgate. It's the bar scene. You know, we're 21. Let's go. You know, experience life a little bit." And they always ask me like, "Where do you want to go?" I'm always all like, "Okay, so like we go to O'Bannon's and we get the Irish car bomb." Right. right or whatever that's classic or whatever and then we go out to you know whatever i get the, I get the blow pop blow pop that's good too yeah, yeah. we so just go out wherever and then we go out to the backyard i have a bouncer friend there and then i was all like but we always have to go to whisper sisters and they're always all like okay what shot do you get there i was like it doesn't matter what shot you get there because it's going to be absolutely amazing that whisper isn't one where like it's you know they have this like great shot i mean the choke sure was absolutely amazing <laughs> right but it's also about the experience you know i met austin through there uh we met this other uh bartender last year I forgot her name. She had like raspberry uh, hair, kind of um, a very specific color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> raspberry. It's it kind of like raspberry hair or whatever. Strawberry. I'm sorry. Strawberry hair. She was super nice, and always every time we go there, it was like, yeah, it's just because it's a great experience. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's more than just a single drink. It's the whole ambiance. It's the whole thing. So we, we really, as someone who's the consumer and like the client, we really do see that, and we really do appreciate it because we always end up going right back. And that means a lot, you know. And we have a lot of people that come. To go to Northgate, they come and take shots with us and like, hey, we're going to go club. And they come back and take shots yeah. with us and they're going to go club because we got good prices. We got good drinks. Oh, yeah. And we're a shop bar. So it's not, come hang out and talk to me. That's fine. You know, I, I got to work, um, you know, flipping, flipping tables so I can get to everyone. And that's what we pride ourselves on that I'm going to serve you, that you're not going to come and wait 20 minutes yeah. to get your drinks. Um, now, if you come open a tab with me, you're going to get my attention. If someone comes and orders a drink, and then you want another one. I'm putting their stuff down. And I'm, I'm, I'm giving you my attention because you got a tab open with me. You know, you're, you're, you're it's just you're, ongoing, and you started first. Right, and 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 uh, and and regulars are definitely going to get that that attention. But we're, but we do give attention to every single person and make sure that you, we know you're there. Yeah. And I'm going to get to you. If I can't get you to you in two minutes, I'm, I'm going to set at least set your drink so you know I'm thinking about you, so that you know what I got. I got you. Um. Also, a lot of people go in and they don't know what they want, so. Do you like tequila? No. Do you like this? You know what? That's fine. Trust me. Trust I me. You. I got tequila drinkers that hate tequila that love my tequila shots. Okay. Right? Because you have him excited. <laughs> well, I usually, like, I'm not, I mean, I'll take tequila shots, but right. that's usually not my go-to, but I'm really interested to see. And those are my best people. The people that love tequila, I mean, they, they love my shot no matter what. But the people that go, ah, I'll, I'll take a tequila shot, they go, oh. <laughs> I'm excited. Ooh, yeah. What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> also, I think just like the idea of service that you're kind of explaining, like I feel like that's kind of getting lost nowadays. Like that kind of 
It you're is. developing a relationship almost between like the the consumer and the seller, and and so the fact that you really actually do care about that, like even just opening up a tab, like yeah, of course, like you're gonna obviously make more money because they're buying more drinks, but also right. it's just like they're they're main, they're starting to open up that relationship with you, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's something that I'm sure that you probably enjoy a lot as I, I do, and, and that that trust that, that hey, I'm gonna take care because a big thing is handing over your card and going, hey, what are you doing back there? Right? <laughs> even though you know we're all we're all just. It, Machines take a little bit longer, especially give me five cards for one yeah. <laughs> to split a whole entire round. You know, it's going to take me a little bit, but it, you kind of get a little antsy and uncomfortable. But if I develop that that, that relationship with you, right, and, and and you trust me with that, you're, you'll get to me when you get to me. And, and I'm cool with that because I know you've got me and mm-hmm. I'm coming back. And you know what? Just keep that and I'll be back later on tonight. You know, I'm like, that's so cool. A lot of trust. And I have to keep track of that card, but but that's 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 what I have to do. To, to have that to have that bond with you, I'm all for it. That's just that's just cool. <laughs> yeah. just cool. And we miss out on that. It's, it gets lost today because you aren't just you aren't just another person to me. You are you are you. Um, so let me make your experience what you want it to be. I'm not going to treat you like like you would be just treated at you know you go to Walmart to sell checkout line or, or whatever. Hey, how's it going? Um, and out and then goodbye. And there's some people that, that want that, and that's fine. Come and take shots with me, and then I'll, I'll send you out. A lot of people like the blackberry cobbler. It's yeah. a really, really mm. popular shot at our bar. Um, you know, we got top shelf blackberry liqueur at, at call price because we sell so much of it. Um, that we said, you know what, we're, we're not going to charge you a bunch of money for a shot that y'all are getting all the time. Mm. So that's, and that's what happens. Y'all come in and start, start buying it up. Prices go down. So mm. go in guys. <laughs> yeah. It's supply and demand and, and get cool. it and get it now. That's, that's all I'm saying. Cause I'm, I'm trying to do ro- rotational stuff. Mm. I, I don't, you come in, you're like, hey, Austin, what you got from me? Oh, I got the triple chudo. Oh, that's a really good shot, Austin, but I've had that the last three times I came yeah. here. And, and that's not what I'm trying to do. I don't want you to say that. I want you to go, hey, can you make me that? <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey uh, I know I know it's kind of like you're not you're not really pushing that shot right now, but like, can you make me like 10 of them? <laughs> it's like a Dave Chappelle, like, y'all gonna need more of them. Like, yeah, y'all gotta need more. Exactly, and that's, and that's what I want because to me, like, that is so... I love comedic value, so, like, anything, like, I'll say the wrong thing a lot of times, like, when I'm, like, joking with my friends, or, like, I'm having a serious conversation, that I didn't mean that, but, like, the comedic value was there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to say, because, yeah. like, in my mind, I'm, like, we're in a sitcom. And, like, <laughs> well, it's because when there's a joke on the table, you can't leave it on you the have table. To, you just have to take it out. Like, you you gotta grab it, yeah. You have Jokes to, have you to fly. You gotta clean your plate. Jokes have to fly. That's one of my favorite terms for, like, fighting games, is, like, whenever they get combos with, like, backstabbers, like, they clean the plate, like, you know, like, <laughs> sorry, I... It's about esports, but yeah, mad punish. I play, I play a lot of league. Oh yeah, oh, league. Okay. Dude. yeah, yeah. I, I'm a little That's intimidated a by league, to be honest. It's a lot going on. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's an up, there's a down, there's a middle. Like, that's all I know <laughs> like, about it. Where I go back to is Minecraft. Like, yo, uh, yo. I, you know, I hop on the craft with the boys. We play some, <laughs> bed, we play some bed wars on Hypixel. Hey, shout out Hypixel. Hey, get uh, them Hunger Games servers. Bro, bro, we do it all. <laughs> There's a game mode called Bed Wars where you respawn until your bed's destroyed. So, like, you have to, like, destroy the people's beds and then, like, <laughs> kill everyone else. And, like, they can't respawn anymore. <laughs> like, it's, it's a beautiful game. No. Wow. Uh, this Minecraft so great because it's. It's just creative. You like whatever yeah. you want to make. It's there. Like and, and you're you with the it. boys, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's just and you guys are all you know ragging on each other, yeah. and it's just. That's so it's, that, I think that's one of the biggest things I miss from my childhood. Is just all like I would get home from like middle school or whatever, and right? Just, just hop on Xbox, and all <laughs> my friends are on. Yeah. yeah, just hop and then be like, oh, like let's just start a party. Oh, let's just time? talk. Black yeah, Ops Two. Oh yeah, yeah. Black I was thinking uh, MW Two. And uh, Modern Warfare 2. No, yeah. Also, nah, Modern yeah. Warfare 2 is great, but I think my favorite was just Modern Warfare 3 because that's when I really picked it up and started Ooh, going at it. That's definitely like, the one I put the most time in. Yeah. But when I go back, I enjoy Modern Warfare 2 a little more. Okay, I got you. Dude, Modern Warfare 2 was the truth. Yeah. I, def- I even like, met, like, I made a couple friends through that. I feel like that's like a good way to, like, that's like a way that a lot of us oh, made no, friends yeah, probably when you were younger. Even like this one guy that, like, I never thought I would talk to, you know, and stuff. Like, we were totally different crowds, but then he was like, oh, you play college? He was like, yeah, dude, I play. Yeah, yeah, we exchange gamer tags, you know. Like, yeah, that's and cool. You make friends over the internet that you might not ever see mm-hmm. in person, but like, and I mean, that's how it, it is matter. today. I have so many Twitter friends that I don't yeah, know. I like, that. um, I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft, and I actually, Ooh. like, made a lot of, uh, oh, yeah. Made a lot of friends through that, and like, just, like, cause you're like in a guild, so like you have to interact with people, like yeah, to do I love things. Mimo- mimos. Yeah, dude, no, they're, they're really fun, and it's like kind of like I don't know, it's fun like working on your character. And, like, I played Toontown, 
Oh, like, I remember oh, that. Yeah. I remember that. Game. That was like that was like my, was my I used to play jelly. Wizard One Hundred and One. Yo, <laughs> I remember. I remember Yo. seeing commercials for that. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh, and maybe I were on Neopets. Webkins, bro. Oh, Webkins. Club Penguin. Dude, my parents wouldn't buy me Club Penguin. Wait, why not? So, Club Penguin. They're the reason that Teen Town got shut down. I think it was September 13th, what? 20, 2013. Or 12, 2013. <laughs> Damn. Um, is, when, is when Teen Town got shut down because all funding was directed towards Club Penguin, which is now not a thing anymore. Yeah, so really? Club Penguin got, got rid of it? Club yeah. Penguin got yeah. next. But what? Toontown's Town's still up because they did something called Toontown Town Rewritten. So they, they extracted all the old game files and created That's not the, for profit. Yeah, so. it's just like a community for yeah. the community. Yeah. Wow. So, that's I, I did not expect the, the whole video game history. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've... I, I really think I should spend more time on some, like, MMORPGs because, like, I haven't really put the time in and stuff like that. Like, even Skyrim, I didn't really put that much time oh, in. That's, dude, like, so, there's so much in Skyrim. Skyrim is the best game ever. Dude. <laughs> I'm not accepting your counter-arguments because they don't exist. I put so many hours into that game. Yeah. I was a Khajiit. Oh, yeah. Uh, the cat? Oh, yeah. Same here. That's I the best was one. an orc with a fucking... Two-handed hammer, and I was just like Mario. <laughs> that's, that's, that's respectable. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just full tank class. Yeah, like full Daedric armor, yeah. bro. See, I don't like to tank games. Blacksmith up. And just yeah. I like to be like a finesse player. Like I'll like I'll be like one hand sworder swordsman and stuff. And like also when I play, like I don't know if any of y'all play D and D. Uh, I don't, uh, but I've always wanted to. It, it's wanted to. it's yeah. honestly a really good time, and it's not too hard to get the, started. Like the, the, the other the, guy, Roger, the other yeah. guy within this org, huge D and D player. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah oh, no, it's so cool. fun, and you just like you. The hardest part is really making your character and getting started. But once you get that, you can kind of just, just like flow. just flow with it. And as and a lot of it has to do with your DM. Like I had a really good DM the first time I played, who was like able to just D- like DM being a dungeon master. A dungeon master yeah. is the guy that's running the game basically, and he's not actually whoever the DM is is not actually like a player. They're they're just like the the kind of voice of Leading all the, the other heroes. other players. He's a, he's a glorified dealer. Glorified, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that makes a huge difference, like especially because like you never know what's going to happen in D and D, and that's what I love about it compared to like video games. Is with D and D, everything there's nothing that is for sure. Like you write it down, like this is definitely going to happen. Like I've started, I started DMing for a group at my work, and like. I literally had to had to learn to just be like, look, I, I have like a basic idea of like where things are gonna go, but like they're gonna do whatever they want. Yeah. So like you really it's about kind of improvising and, and trying to make things work out and connect and but I think that's really fun. No, I feel like you'd be a great dungeon master just based off of your history at Whisper Sisters. You know, <laughs> you know I I've thought about it. I kinda wanna play like with someone as my my, my DM or dungeon master. Um, first, because I've never played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just get um, into it. I mean, we could definitely play. Like, there's also a thing where you don't do like you don't like start a whole campaign and stuff. You could just do like a one shot where you like make character stuff, and it's just like a one session. Like, you, I've usually done like you know three or four hour sessions, but people have different lengths. But like where you just have like this one kind of mission that you guys are doing, and, and then you just it. go through that. Uh, and so that's a really good way to kind of like get started, to get your feet wet a little bit, to kind of get a feel for how the game works. I love dungeon games. So there's a there's a game mm-hmm. that I play called Grand Fantasia. It's a it's an MMORPG, um, but there's like a bunch of different classes, and yeah. so so I would never have any friends to play with, so I would just have to go as like a berserker because you can, <laughs> you can solo dungeons as a, mm, you know, yeah, yeah. just a high DPS, high tank character. Yeah, um, but like that's that's the only way I was able to ever do it. But I love dungeon games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love adventure. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, thus Boy Scouts, you know. Yeah, um, you know, like with Boy Scouts, uh, I do a lot of high adventure camps, and. Uh, the, the big three, so you get a you get an award called the Triple Crown if you complete all three. Is Philmont? We hiked eighty, we backpacked eighty six miles in northeast New Mexico in the, wow. the bottom of the Rockies there. Um, Did you go to the Four Corners or like? No, it's it's uh we we summited Mount uh I think Mount Phillips. Mm, uh, okay. it's, it's it's only like thirteen thousand something like feet of yeah. elevation. Um, but like we didn't do like like crazy crazy. It was just eighty six miles backpacking. Over. Mm. Span of like a week or so. Yeah. Um, then I sailed 130 miles on a 75 foot schooner wow. to a sailboat in, uh, in the Florida Keys. Where <laughs> one summer I lived on that sailboat for a week. Wow. So we, we fished awesome. for our food. I caught some lobster. Hey, like that's nice. season, I was like right there. That's cool. That's so cool. How'd you go number two? Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, there was a, there was a loo. On the, on the okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was seventy five foot. Sorry, I was just curious. <laughs> oh, you're curious. Um, I mean, it's one of the basic necessities. Yeah, <laughs> like to just yeah. go like off the you side feel like of a the captain, boat. Like a pirate. I mean, when you when you're on the when you're on the 
on the wheel. Yeah. And and the captain's right there. And he's like, all right, I'm going to let go. Like, aye, aye. <laughs> yes, I will keep going straight. <laughs> me, big captain boy. I am the captain now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, and then uh, I also, um, and keep in mind, I did all of these things with my five foot four, 100%, or not 100%, but she's Mexican and Lebanese mom. <laughs> like she's, she's just a badass. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Wow. Yeah, so she she did all of this with me, and we also uh, yeah, this is the third up, one, right? Well, yeah, this is the third one. So we went, we we flew to Minnesota, and we started in Minnesota, and we canoed into Canada, and we did seventy five miles in a canoe in six days. Wow. And we caught, we took all the food that we were going to start with, and uh, caught a lot of fish, ate a lot of fish. Yeah. Did you almost fall off? What's that? Oh, yeah. They really wanted to, <laughs> but our. It, you know, canoeing wasn't always the, the worst part. Um, you know, we got into some pretty rocky stuff. There were, like, some three-foot swells just back to back to back. Wow. Felt like a Viking, you know. Was there, like, white <laughs> like water or, like... You know, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, ever, like, like rivers. It was lake to lake to lake to lake to yeah. lake to lake to lake. So it was more calm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was more calm. What, what sucked was the lake to lake because you had to do what's called portaging. So that's taking your 100-pound backpacks out of the canoe and then taking a 75 Foot, or 75 pound 15 foot aluma craft and putting that on your shoulders and trudging through mud that's like this deep um, to get to the other lake to get to the next lake right and so it said like oh it's gonna be 400 yards from here to here but the trail doesn't go from here to here it goes like this and yeah. up this hill over here and it's then not down a direct path. This, like yeah. sludge and so now you're covered in mud like how do you right. even how do you yeah no you're right how do you even you, you, you just on. do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't leave it. You have to odd your way through it. <laughs> and like you're hitting things, you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. But you're kind of like at that halfway point where like it's you're already in it now. Yeah. Well, my boots stuck in the mud facing that way, so might as well keep going that way. <laughs> Once I take my <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One step at a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, we saw like forty to fifty bald eagles. Wow. That's know, right. over there, so that was that's dope. Very rewarding. Yeah. yeah. I saw a beaver. Hey, oh, so he, I was like, okay, yeah, aren't they like so, aggressive? Uh, I stayed away from him. <laughs> I, I was so like, chills, like, like yeah, I you was like, get your space, I get my uh, space. Like, sup, paddle, homie. I got like one of those, but it's like not my tail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I haven't seen too much of like American, like native wildlife here. Like, I feel like I, I just don't go out into like the right places, maybe because like when I've gone, gone out and like I've kept out like Sam Houston National Forest or like different places, and like I don't really see like the bigger animals that like obviously live there and but like it also makes sense because like they're not going to stay around the people when they're yeah, like fucking up you also have to know how to look and like yeah where to look and but i'm also a little bit scared of animals really like i would even be scared of like a possum being like five feet away from me and no barrier between us i'd be a little bit scared honestly but like oh i remember sorry this reminded no, me one time i was sitting on my back porch during harvey like watching the like the rain <laughs> during <storm>. harvey oh <laughs> yeah and then this giant toad leaps out of the darkness and to my feet and just sits there and it just stares me down and i'm frozen because i'm like dude what if it jumps on me i'm gonna freak out so i'm tense like i'm tense ready to if it jumps one more time ahead like it's on me i'm gonna start freaking out yeah so i'm just like staring it down and it's like this is happening for like 10 minutes and then it just went one hop boom back in the darkness oh. and See, i was just like I'd, I'd be so bad with that because um I live with other, we have other hosts, and mm-hmm. I've lived with them, and literally, I'll just be, like, looking for something inside the fridge, and then they turn the corner, and, like, I live with them, and they're yeah. like, oh, stop. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, I'm so bad at being afraid, too, because as soon as anything happens, I, I'm ready. Like, yeah. I'm ready to punch. <laughs> and so, I'd just be terrible with all of that. What were you saying? I was going to say, so take that feeling that, that you were feeling with that, with just that toad at your feet. And and it's funny because we go through nature and we see animals like, why'd you run away? Homie, that's because they're feeling exactly how <laughs> yeah. you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. When, when a cockroach lands on your on your thigh or like whatever, you, you you flip out. So, I mean, you take that same feeling like, oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. So, so then you if you approach animals with, with the same mentality. Same understanding. Yeah, with that same understanding that, that they're going to be super afraid of you just like you're afraid of that cockroach. Yeah. How would you... How could that cockroach approach you to make you trust it? If he was like, hey, man, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to slowly get closer to you. That's a big thing I've heard is like just talking out to like, you know, like let your presence be known. Like, yeah. hey, guys, I am here. Yeah. And that's like a, makes a huge difference to some people who are just too scared and kind of just like sneak around and then they kind of like scare animals. Yeah. Like, I, I talk to a lot of animals. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, good to see you. And, and I 
And yeah, you know what? The animal may not be able to understand me and, and I might not be able to understand it. But what I can do is try to communicate in the best way that I'm not here to hurt you. Yeah. I'm not stalking you. Right. I'm saying, hey, I'm right here. Hey, yeah. hey what's up? They're man? just coexisting. Like, and, and a lot of times I'll get close because they're curious because it's like, huh. It knows that I'm here. This this thing knows that I'm right here, but it's not trying to. Hurt. It's like and it's letting me know that it's there. Like right. versus a predator is obviously not going to make its presence be known. A predator is not going to make its presence be known. I mean, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had any run-ins with like mountain lions or? That was like literally that? about to bring up mountain lions because I feel like people don't see mountain lions until they're like ready to pounce on. No, them. dude. I, okay, hold on. Before we get into yours, we'll go into. Uh, one time, I was I think I was seven. Me and my dad went to my uncle's house, and my uncle lives like two blocks down. My mom, um, she was just doing laundry, and our laundry room is outside of our house. And so we were gone. This is before anyone had cell phones. She goes out there, and you know she's doing laundry. She walks out, and she sees just a bobcat just standing right at the door. She's all like, "Oh, okay. Let me uh, turn right back inside, close the door, like lock it." Yeah. And so this is lock just, the door. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, you're gonna lock the door against yeah, the bobcat. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, so in you case do. they figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> they're very smart animals. And so uh, she was in there terrified for like 20 minutes, and just like, "How can I like do anything to get?" But no, yeah. Long story short, my dad ended up coming back, and the bobcat was gone. He's all like, "Why are you scared of a little bobcat?" <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Get into your story. Well, I mean, you know, growing up south, growing up in South Texas, you know, we do have mountain lions down there. Um, there, I think I heard a number. Don't quote me on it. It was like one per twenty-five square miles. <laughs> so it's like not like really like like super intense like like just packed with them. But one time we were we were in the blind, and then like uh, the next morning, like we I guess we were just kind of like. As we walked up, we were looking for, like, tracks to see what had been around the blind and stuff. Um, and and we, we saw mountain lion prints just mm. kind of, like, just chilling, like, just, just around. Yeah, I guess it's just, just kind of. Yeah. Um, Investigating. So, so that, that's definitely neat. Um, one time I was camping out in the Sam Houston National Forest, and we set up um, a tarp. And then we, between two trees, we layered, like, um, like just, a, just I just tied some paracord. And just threw another tarp over that, so four guys like under just a tarp, no no tent, just a tarp. We were next to a water hole which had crawfish in it, which we I bought like this ninety nine cent net just in case we found something. And yeah, caught some and ate them. Um, but we had like pigs come up to the watering hole That's at night. Scary. Um, I also did like a little canoe trip, uh, like wild. Like wild hogs, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, like wild hogs. Do you remember that meme? Just like, what do you do when forty to sixty feral wild hogs in your backyard? Oh my gosh! Did y'all ever see that meme? That. Oh, that was a great meme. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, I, I, I get scared when I see the hog trails, like like when you're in the forest yeah. and there's like those the like you know like yeah, five foot trails. Four foot trails. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I really hope I don't catch one on its way to work or something. <laughs> you see, like I'm not super afraid of like animals. I'm afraid of that that thing in Rick and Morty that's like half man, half like deer. Oh, <laughs> I'm afraid of that guy popping up, like <laughs> like like the, like, like, like the Mothman or some shit. Like yeah, well the guy that's like you aren't supposed to be here. <laughs> the one that can communicate with yeah, you. And the just, one oh that, my god! The, the one, one from the found footage tapes. Like, yeah, <laughs> that that's the one I'm scared of. Like, like the pigs and stuff. Like, yeah, they're gonna mess me up. But like, I know it's a pig. You know, <laughs> like I I know he's there, and I know I'm in his place. But like, I don't know that I'm in this like mystical half man half beast guy's place. <laughs> that's fair. And that's I wouldn't fair. be here if I knew it was your place. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'll walk out. Don't worry. Like you burned like my sacred wood. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I mean it. Like, I'll just get over with. Don't yeah. me. You just. I don't even think about that honestly. Like I used to, but nowadays I just think about what's actually there. like. I was in Colorado taking yeah. me on a shiny mountain, like I said, and I remember one morning I like woke up really early and I just heard like steps around and it's like a. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, I think that's probably a black bear looking for food. And, like, we, like, had a bear box and stuff. Like, it was fine. But it was just, like, I don't know what was there. Maybe it, it could have been just a deer or something. But just, like, there, there's other things living here yeah. that, uh, like, would probably be, like, pretty scared if they saw me. And I'm yeah. going to be scared that I see them. We, we, we lose our imagination and our creativity for understanding what's around us as we get older. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, I think we're going to cap it off there. Cool, cool. Anything you want to say out into the world? Projected? Say anything? No, just to say thanks for having me, y'all. Um, come see me at Whisper Sister Shots. I work uh, this coming week, uh, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So stop by, and I'll have some some cool stuff for y'all to take. And I might um, just be there too. So yeah, twenty one <laughs> though. Twenty one. Yes. Twenty one and up. Yeah. So come have fun if you're yes. twenty one. If you're drinking, be responsible with it. Yeah, be responsible, y'all. And, and drink water before. And yes. Drink water and after. And, and after. And, and do everything responsibly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it has been Ivan Medina. Uh, Ricky Padilla. 
Austin. And? Austin Warren. <laughs> hey, yeah. We're out of here. <laughs>